You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Heading into the 7 o'clock hour here on Sports Talk. We are after hours over at the Nubby A-Bear and Mike Dettelier hanging out with you till 8 o'clock tonight. We're going to be dipping into the Saints training camp sound bank this hour. Got a lot of stuff to get to from Taysom Hill, uh, Coach Dennis Allen, Ryan Ramchek. Also, Jack Heflin had some great stuff to, uh, to say. We're going to hear from him. He's a defensive tackle right now the training camp sound bank uh, brought to you by the sound banking at first american bank a banking tradition since 1910 here is the swiss army knife Taysom hill after today's workout how has it gone so look talking first day you know, first couple of days of camp about getting more involved yesterday you caught a ton of balls how has that progress that mission gone so far yeah i think it's been good um you know i, I think again Obviously, going into year seven, based on you know where we were a few years ago, I think that everyone's a little more comfortable with where we're at and has you know clear vision of what my role is and what I'm capable of doing. But I think in terms of the context of your question, we're still filling it out. And um, but I, I think so far, I, I think you know you know some of the things that I have done as as a route runner, and you know I always go back to we're in the huddle and it's like I know what the quarterback's thinking right and so and and I think that that has shown up and has been advantageous for us and so look this is just one of those things that continue to evolve and we'll continue to see where you know where it goes and I'm sure by weakness it'll look different you know I I think the biggest thing for a young uh, quarterback is to come in and learn the offense like it's this is a tough offense to pick up you know and it's this is a system that's been around for a little while and there's not a lot of rhyme or reason as to why we do some of the things that we do but really of, of picking that up and his presence in the huddle shows that so the confidence that he has getting in the huddle getting the play called um has has been impressive and um you know i think that confidence trickles over and really what you want to see from a young player. As we've seen you kind of work in for individual quarterback reps over the last couple of weeks, is that kind of a kind of simulating game like where you would be coming in for that one rep? I think right now in camp is I, I kind of alluded to this earlier is I think now going into year seven we have a clear vision of what my role is going to be what I'm going to be asked to do and it's just trying to make sure that I'm getting those reps when we get to practice so um, that's, that's 
I love Jimmy. Jimmy's been so fun to have around the locker room, in the tight end room, you know, meeting with him. And um, again, I, I just you can't you can't replicate experience, you know. So I, I go back to early in my career, the times that I had with Drew, having the opportunity to learn from him. He just has such a wealth of knowledge based on the experiences that he's had. And, and Jimmy's another one of those guys that's played a ton of football. So I'm still learning, you know, like I'm doing things for the first time still. And just to have the opportunity to to have those conversations with him. But, you know, it's the mindset, it's the mentality, like all that stuff. Like if you play in this league for that long, it's, you know, it takes a special person. And um, that that these conversations are just invaluable. Do you have a clearer picture of how you're going to be used? It? When you talked a couple of weeks ago, you said, you know, this, it <laughs> evolves every year so much. Do you have a better picture now of what this year is going to look like I, I don't know. I, I think the short answer is yes. Um, but I will say, like, even I go out to practice, and, and frankly, I still don't really know what I'm all going to do. Um, but I know I'll either be blocking, throwing, or, or running, or catching, you know? Um, so I don't know. I, I look, I just... Uh, again, I think game plans change, and guys get injured, and, you know, I just... I suspect that throughout the season there's going to be, you know, just some of this stuff where maybe I have a few more carries. Maybe there's a game plan where I have a few more receptions and uh, maybe I throw it a couple more times and, you know, what we've done in the past. But I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of expect that and just stay ready, stay on my toes, you know. I'm wondering if in the, this evolution of the role you've been in, do you – uh, have a greater appreciation for all the different positions now because you, you try out all these new things like blocking as a tight end or running as a running back or route running as a receiver. I mean, but each time you go through one of those, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I do. Um, you know, I obviously there's there's a big mental load as a quarterback, you know, and knowing what what we're doing, but. I would say one thing just off the top of my head, I didn't appreciate the the mental load that goes into playing tight end from a blocking standpoint, you know, what the O-line are having to do, you know, because we have different schemes, but each play is blocked differently versus different schemes, you know, and we pay attention to that as a quarterback, but it's different when you're in there and having to communicate all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I do have a you know, a greater appreciation for what guys are doing at every level, you know. Um, and that's been fun. And I, and I think I've been able to connect with guys on the team in a different level too, having better, you know, experience with what they're going through. How's your blocking going? Um, I don't know. Uh, no, look, I, again, a lot of these things, and as I say, I'm doing things for the first time, you know, it's so much of that is coming in, in the, uh, the run game or from a blocking standpoint. But um, like I tell the coaches, I'll try hard. That was Saints tight end Taysom Hill after today's training camp session. And is it, can I really call him a tight end though, Mike, or just like the Taysom position? What do we call him? What do we give to Taysom? He can't, instead of Swiss Army knife? Yeah, I don't just know. Just a utility guy? But he is the gadget guy, <laughs> man. And he's good at it. There's no other person in the NFL like him that can play running back, play that power quarterback position, can throw the football, 
play H-back, play the tight end spot, play on special teams, can run back kickoffs if you ask Keep him to. it off. I'm sure he can play safety or something if you ask him to. No, we were talking about that the other night. What <laughs> would he play if he was on defense? And my thing, the way defenses are played today, I think it would be the weak side linebacker position. Okay. Because you want them to look like a strong safety today. That, right. that, that's, you know, that's the biggest change for me. Body type of a outside linebacker. When I first started doing this over 30 years ago, you were looking <laughs> for some six foot three plus guy, 240, 245. What today? He's getting smart, burnt. Right. Now that's every once in a while, there's a unicorn that can do it, but it's few and far between. Now you're looking for a guy who's six one, about 230 pounds that can kick in reverse because he got a cover. Uh, you know they didn't ask uh, a lot of those three four rush guys to do any covering. Now today, you run out of downs if you can't cover. So uh, he would, for me, he would be a weak side linebacker on defense. You're looking at Taysom, too. Going into this training camp, we heard a lot about him wanting to get more involved in the receiving. I think he will. Yeah, and we saw that, what was it, the yesterday? Yes, the day before yesterday. It was like four or five straight passes he was he ended up and, getting. And then Jimmy Graham, game. he was like four straight. Right, so that was another tight end uh, Wednesday that I day. I think that's the big change. From a year ago, people ask him about offense. The tight ends are going to be much more involved in the offense with Foster, with Jawan, with Taysom, with Jimmy Graham. Well, and the thing is, uh, I think Derek Carr knows how to utilize the tight end. As a Saints fan, we all remember the Raiders. Darren Waller. Darren Waller. We remember way too well, right. Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I think it doesn't matter. You might say you need, like, uh, this unbelievable explosive receiver to be number one. But right now, uh, since Tyreek Hill is now a Dolphin, okay, who is Pat Mahomes' number one guy? Is he a wide receiver or a tight end? Hmm. Uh, I think it's a tight end. Right, Kelsey, would Absolutely. you say? Travis Kelsey's a yeah, yeah, it's not the wide receiver, right? Come on. You talk about fantasy football. There's, there's, t- there's Travis Kelsey atop the tight end yeah. and then everybody else, as good as even George Kittle is. Uh, one thing with Kittle, he's a great blocker. He's a great inline blocker. Uh, now, he's a bit of a flake, but I can take that. So is Kelsey. Now, if you can play, I'm willing to put up with that. We'll be back with more sports talk after the break right here on WWL at the Morial Convention Center for NOLA Pickle Fest. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back on Sports Talk, getting back into again the training camp sound bank that's brought to you by the Sound Banking of First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. Heading over to the offensive line where left tackle Ryan Ramchick spoke with the media after today's workout. Hey Ryan, uh, we've uh, kind of as a lot of people just uh, Trevor, for a guy who hasn't had like a lot of, a lot of time to reps, all, all that stuff, have you seen him improve even in the short I've definitely seen improvement from Trevor. Um, you know, uh, what was it yesterday? I think we worked a little bit after practice on some things that have been taught to me by former players, Teron, um, Shreve, little drills that I thought, you know, would be beneficial for him. Um, and he seemed to respond well to that and like those drills. And I think just from the, you know, the start of camp, I think he's made quite a bit of progress. And so you got like just talent wise. Yeah, I think that's that's a big part of it. Um, you know, he's physically gifted. He's he's a um, he's a really good athlete, and it's really just tying all that in together. And um, you know, it's a big jump for any player. You know, playing in the NFL, playing against the best. So um, I think he's getting there, and I think he's making strides in the right direction so far. Ryan, are you playing a few snaps against Kansas City Sunday? Yeah, I don't know what my situation is um, for the Chiefs. I'm assuming I'm playing, but I don't know. Um, I think going out uh, to L.A. will be good. I think it's been refreshing when we've gone out there. Um, you know, you get to play against different guys and um, different scene, and it kind of just is a good reset, I think. Um, I think it's good for everyone. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that. Ryan, it seems like Cesar Ruiz has made some steps forward in camp, especially coming back from injury. How have you seen his progress? Yeah, I think uh, he had a good rehab um, this offseason. And he's, I mean, from what I can tell, I don't think he's missed a step. Um, I think our communication and our, um, I think we've done a, a good job of building what we have to working together too. Um, cohesiveness there. Um, so I, I think it's been good. Right, has your management program changed over the years? And if so, can you tell us how? Um, I am on the same program as I was last year. I think um, what I did last year was beneficial, and my knee felt good throughout the year. So um, I think if we can just stay on that course, it'll be good. So I'm on the same thing. You feel good right now, you said? Yeah, yeah, I feel overall pretty good. How does that kind of get established? Is that something you kind of? I think um, I think last year was kind of it kind of got developed last year what what works best what amount of rest do I need what amount of reps do I need to be ready for the season um, in condition and you know have enough reps to feel confident um, that I can go out there and play um, so I think that was kind of the basis was developed last year and then we're kind of just rolling that over into this year. Hey, Ron, having a new quarterback, how important are these 
these reps in the preseason game? Say that again, sorry. Having a new quarterback, just how important is it to get as many reps as you can? Well, yeah. Um, you know, I think there is a, a different dynamic there. And, um, you know, hearing his cadence, you know, sometimes you can take for granted that a cadence is a cadence. But each quarterback has, you know, a little different nuances there. So I think getting a ton of reps with him um, is beneficial. And, you know, we have a lot of walkthrough reps uh, during camp as well, too. So that's been good to, you know, get a lot of reps um, with him because it is very important. Have you worked much against Carl Granderson in this camp? And if so, like, can you see differences? I mean, obviously he's a lot bigger than he was. Can you see differences in him? You know, I haven't gotten any reps against him. Um, but I, you know, I've seen him grow into a really good player. Um, I think he's, he's made a, a lot of progress and, um, you know, I see his pass rush most of the time when I'm watching. Um, he's done a really good job. He's a good player. And, you know, I think that's a credit to how hard he's worked to um, improve his game. Right with the departure of Zach Street this offseason, the, the team added uh, Kevin Carberry coming in. What has he brought to sort of that offensive group? Yeah, I think he's, um, you know, he's a really technically, technically sound coach. Um, which I think is obviously beneficial for us. Um, he's been good. I think he's been a really good addition. And um, yeah, guys like him. So it's been good so far. Time for one more. Do you do much work with Jari Evans, or does he just kind of focus on the interior, or kind of like what's that role? Um, I mean, you know, obviously he played interior, so I think that's more his his role there. Um, you know, he's able to help the, the interior guys more, but. Um, you know, he's obviously I'm able to bounce questions off of him as far as combinations and, um, you know, passing off games in the in the past game. So uh, definitely beneficial to have knowledge from him. At Saints right tackle, Brian Ramchek misspoke going into the clip, calling on the left tackle. Everybody getting on my case. I know probably the uh, Oakland Hart Jewelers talking text line probably wanted to give me a piece of their mind, too. Well, I think a lot of people would like to see him play left tackle. <laughs> so, but then listen, uh, he had an off Ramchak year, and he was still good. It wasn't as yeah. dominant as we've seen other years, and you understand the injury part with him. But man, when he's at his best, he's as good a right tackle as you'll find in this league. And you know uh, who it was? We might have been doing an interview. Um, who was it that said? And it's going to come to him having a brain fart. That uh, today is not just a left tackle protecting the blind side. That you look at. Uh, because the, of how they swing the ends today. Well, no, not even swing. Cam Jordan will swing. But uh, the top pass rushing guys that also come. Was it Hurst? Yeah. It yes. Yeah, Hurst. it was okay. James Hurst. That is not all about the left side is where you get the best pass rushers. Sometimes it's coming from the right side because they're looking for the mismatch to win the battle. Well, and I'm thinking, um, okay, obviously Cam Jordan uh, rushing against a right tackle. 
was it J.J. Watt or T.J. Watt? I think they come from the right side. Khalil Mack was one of the first they used to swing left, right, and then every once in a while they put him on the nose. Man, can you imagine, okay, you a center and you you blocking these big guys. All of a sudden, Khalil Mack's on top of you. That's a different game. But I think, Bob, you see more and more of the interchangeable left defensive end, right defensive ends than you've ever seen before. So it doesn't really matter if it's left or right. Yeah, and Mike, uh, they don't even have to – what they want in theory is that, um, okay, Cam Jordan, you're always beating the right tackle, and then you have somebody like Davenport or Peyton Turner or Carl Grandison, and we have uh, both defensive ends who are getting double-digit sacks. Then it's like, well, it ain't no really game plan. They just whipping our butt man to man. <laughs> look, look, look how many double-digit uh, sack getters the Eagles had. Uh, you know, it wasn't so much like they're tricking people. It's almost no, like beating people. Yeah, yeah, man, right, it was to like man. A, a, a big a swarm. Yeah, like just let out on everybody. Yeah, it's like uh, okay, whether they're coming in the middle or they're coming in the outside. They go uh, hunting. No, they're hunting. They're whipping people. Uh, looking at the training camp sound bank brought to you by the sound banking at First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910 over the defensive side of the ball. Defensive tackle Jack Heflin after today's training camp session. Do you feel like your time at the XFL benefited you so far here? Yeah, I mean, most definitely. Uh, I had a good coach, though, with uh, Bill Johnson. Um, obviously, if a lot of y'all covering here know him, he coached here for a while. and. So he helped me out a lot and just simplifying the game and just being able to play for him. You know, you really brought a lot of joy back into the game for me. You had a chance to catch up with him and just help him out here Yeah, he was just here the other day. Uh, I think he left yesterday. So, I mean, it was good to see him. Uh, I haven't seen him in, since the XFL, and I haven't talked to him much this summer. He got pretty busy. That's on me. Um, but, no, it was good to see him and just catch up and talk to him. And, I mean, if you're around Coach Johnson, it's hard not to have a good time, so, or smile. Your teammates with Johnson, you know, the Rockets, right? Yep. And what was that like to see him, you know, former teammate coming close? Yeah, so I was actually eating lunch at the, uh, the cafeteria there, and I, like, looked up. I'm like, that, that dude looks familiar. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, that's Giantre. And so then I saw him and just told him congrats. I asked him, like, you sign? And he's like, yeah, and then told him congrats, and excited to see him out there. You have potential to play some this season in terms of second string, first string. I mean, how do you feel personally and your skills? Um, every day I'm just focusing on trying to be better. I mean, just doing what I can in the scheme, trying to build a role, and whatever happens, happens. You know, I'm just trying to go out and put my best foot forward every single day for the team, and just do whatever I can to help this organization win and get where, get to all the goals we want to get to this year. What's been, what's been the toughest thing so far from you? Uh, oh, really? It's just the heat down here. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Coach Johnson always talked about it. And it, it, it is a different beast down here. But other than that, I mean, you play professional ball. Ball's everywhere. Uh, and, like, I, I was in the XFL, but I came straight from – New York Giants. I mean, I was on the team all 18 weeks last year on the P-Squad, and then I went straight from there to the XFL nine days after. So I kind of 
I kind of knew what I was getting back into, and it was just the details. It's a lot more detailed. You have a lot more time. This is your job. XFL, you have three months, really, to work with a group of guys, and it was the inaugural season since, was it 2020, the last time they had it. So it's like just getting back to all the, the fine details in the NFL. It's just everything's just so calibrated and just being able to pick up on everything that's going on throughout a play and the, your play design and just doing all that. Is it tough on the body going from one season directly to the next directly to the next season? We don't feel good. <laughs> no, uh, no. Um, I mean, yes and no, but I just try to take care of my body well. And I mean, I was lucky enough to have good mentors my rookie year that really took care of their bodies and they showed me ways to do it. And I kind of adopted those those routines that they had going into the off season. And then when I was in the XFL, just staying on it and then being down here, staying on it in OTAs and then Going back, I knew it's not going to be the same five-week spread. Uh, so I trained back at the University of Iowa, and like we have really good strength coaches, and they knew, like obviously, what I just went through. Um, so I knew it wasn't going to be the same. Like really amp it up and get like explosive, and so like we we kind of modified it and just kind of did the own plan, but just really stayed on the massage, just body work, stretching every day. Um, playing a lot of golf. Uh, <laughs> that kept me loose. <laughs> it kept me in shape. So, really, that's all I, I did. It was just a different five-week span of what I'm used to. Saints defensive tackle Jack Heflin, uh, certainly somebody looking to make an impression in the preseason games. Uh, started out his career 2021 with the Packers, uh, played a little with the Giants. Last year, guys, the Houston Roughnecks, and we heard him talking about uh, Bob Bill. Yeah, Bill Johnson and how much of an influence he was on him. Yeah, Bob and I got to talk to Bill a little bit yesterday, and uh, Bill was, Bobby, hey, Bear, I love you, man. I love you, Bobby. <laughs> yeah, no, no, and I tell you what, we now have um, – uh, two Houston's XFL. We like them roughnecks. Yeah, yeah. Houston, now they should have won the XFL championship. They underachieved from the <laughs> postseason. Their quarterback uh, yeah, didn't he get spit it done. the bit that day. Yeah, uh, but uh, if you look at it, uh, Mike, I'm, uh, Contre, what's his name? Uh, the one from LSU. Yeah. Uh, Con- um, John Trey Kirkland. Yeah, John Trey Kirkland. So uh, that that if you look at the impact he had. Then they were undefeated until he got hurt, and then I think they went 500. It was almost like they were 4-0, then they went uh, 3-3 and on the back end. But, uh, look, uh, Jack Heflin, you know what it reminds me of? Um, in 1985, I don't know. I see if I probably told you that story. I think I told Mike. You know how many games I prepared for and was part of, if I count training camp and everything, in 1985? How many? One year, one calendar year. 44. <laughs> what? 44 games. You know why? Because I won the USFL Oakland Invaders. I was say, right. And we had a couple of preseason games. We played, we played 18 regular season games. We made the championship game. I had 10 days off. I thought I was going to Seattle, but then I signed with the Saints. Had 10 days off. Then I had to go learn another offense and the whole Saints season. I only started a handful of games on the back end. I was so ready to get away from football. I remember I went scuba dive. <laughs> I said, let me just get away. But I prepared for counting NFL, USFL, 44 games in one season. Well, that's what uh, Jake uh, Heflin, now I know he's a D-tackle, but that's like it's going from one season 
to the other. He comes to the Saints. The XFL season's over. Then he's going to OTA's minicamp. And then, obviously, training camp where he's at right now. Bobby, Mike, and Steve here at the Morial Convention Center, the inaugural NOLA Pickleball Fest. Things have shut down today, but we'll be back open. The gates open tomorrow, 8 a.m. We'll be back for another show to, uh, 4 to 8 tomorrow here. Coming back with another segment on Sports Talk after the break here on WWL. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Back here on Sports Talk, Steve, Bobby, and Mike taking things till 8 o'clock. we got a couple more, uh, two more segments left here. And uh, seeing in the Twitter sphere, Bobby and Mike, that uh, a former LSU Tiger wants to come home. Darius Geis seeing that the Saints working out running backs and was like, hey, Saints, come on now. I'm right here, ready to go. Man, we really haven't seen Darius Geis in a while in the NFL. Because he's a predator. Uh, I don't think uh, the Saints organization, uh, we, we, we are a forgiving nation, but I, and it ain't been long. It's way too soon. I think uh, Darius guys, and and I know um, people that have been associated with him, uh, giving him a lot of opportunities. Right. And he is not matured enough uh, to not get into uh, uh, continuous trouble. So, uh, you know, he has no one to blame but himself. You know, this goes back to LSU. It goes back to the Washington football team. And, Mike, you know, I mean, uh, Darius Geis could be a hell of a football player. He uh, was but, a stud player at LSU. But he, had, he, had, he, was good. But he hasn't been good people. No. You no, know, no. And he, I think he's taken advantage of people that have tried to help him who have been through some difficult times of their own in life. Right. And they tried to help him out, but then, you know – for all the do you want to be saddled with that distraction? Do you want to be Dennis Allen every day at a training camp? Hey, what about Darius Geis? You want to address that issue? Or if you Mickey Loomis, do you want to address no, that no, issue? No. Mike, he's good, uh, but he ain't that good. Oh, okay. Or else well, he'd I mean, be somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, listen, you could be great, but it's like almost you could sweep it under the rug and you look the other way. Uh, no, he's very good, but he ain't that good. But he, I don't he, know in today's he's, he's world. He's not worth the headaches. I don't know if today's world you can sweep it, rebound from no, that. No, right? without a doubt. Uh, not in today's world. You can't sweep it. No, no. The, the, the Me Too movement and all that uh, has come about, sexual harassment. He, not no, but hell no. Have you heard no, of no, that? That ain't freaking happening. Either one of you heard of the Indoor Football League, IFL, because that's where Geis was last season with the loss of Vegas Nighthawks. Well, he might have to stay in the indoor football league. Well, he got I cut mean, from them in June, so. He got, got, got cut. What, uh, Released from the Nighthawks in June, right. Because he wanted more money or something? Uh, they, he got in trouble in Las Vegas? No, they felt as though 
that he felt he was better than anybody on that he had put himself ahead you. of the team. Well, he, he probably is, but you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, you have to take baby steps where you're trying to get back in. And you're right; he probably way. was better than any other yeah, person. Yeah, there. but you can't. Hey, no question about that. You can't act that way. We'll be back to close things out here on Sports Talk after the break on WWL. We're wrapping it up here at the uh, Morial Convention Center at the inaugural NOLA Pickleball Fest. Right now, things are not going on. It'll be doors opening back up at 8 a.m. tomorrow for all the action here. Uh, We do have some preseason football tonight, gentlemen. I totally forgot about uh, Thursday night football. Two games, Patriots and... Texans, Houston's up 13-3 right now in the third. And then 9 o'clock tonight, we got Viking Seahawks. Interested to see uh, Marcus Davenport in action. Uh, read that he has taken the number zero because he's looking to start over, start again at zero uh, for him. I'll just tell you, Pete Jenkins worked with him in the offseason. He told me, Mike, I've worked with a lot of guys. I don't know if I've ever worked with somebody with more raw talent than Marcus Davenport. He said the problem is sometimes is pushing the right button to right. get him to play like that on a consistent basis. But he said, as far as raw talent, he's a, he said he only compared him to Javon Kirst, the freak. Wow. Yeah, that, his strength was definitely impressive. It was just being able to stay on the field and more of that mentality. He doesn't have that, like, dog in him. It's, well, watch the numbers he put up. Well, uh, I, 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 I uh, can uh, tell Davenport? you right now. Davenport. No, no, Watch I, the numbers I, he put I, up. I told Mike, uh, we, we, we both agreed on this. If he just plays, and, you know, you don't always have to be 100%. I don't know just by his uh, God-given ability that you talk about 17 games, that's not even a sack of game that he doesn't have double digit. But what happened it, last season? Well, I mean, uh, how many he missed a bunch of games even last year, and he had a half a sack. He got a lot of quarterback pressures and all that. But I looked the year before. Yeah, so I, I, I'm just telling you, he's a guy that could be a breakout. But and uh, what, what the Vikings guarantee? Not guarantee. I think they, I think guarantee one year like 11 million. I mean, considering because they know the ability and the potential there. So when I look at uh, Davenport, I mean, he's, he's he was in 15 games last year though. That, I mean, I, I don't Still, know. Did, did, didn't he have his finger cut off or something? Right, he did. Uh, so he was he got, recovering from that. But that's not an excuse because Jason Pierre-Paul got uh, two or three fingers blown off because of the fireworks, and he's still a uh, Bobby produced. signed a one-year $13 million so $13 contract. Million. Yeah. Listen, we had a great time here at the Memorial Convention Center at the NOLA Pickleball Fest to benefit the Breeze Dream Foundation. we we'll be back uh, tomorrow. Yeah, Mike Dettelier, <laughs> Bobby Abraham, myself, Steve Geller. Join us tomorrow. We'll be right back here with Saints and Pickleball champion Drew Breeze. On Drew WWL. Yeah, Drew Brees. Hey, uh, Bear, say goodnight to the folks. All right, Bon Nui, Legend. Good night, people. Who that? Go, Saints. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 